Hi there. Welcome to episode 54 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to is a track called DK Island Swing. It's become one of Nintendo's most iconic pieces of music, and the theme of one of the most successful franchise rebrandings in all of video game history. Keep an eye on your banana horde, because tonight we're listening to the music of Donkey Kong Country for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Matt, how are you this evening? I am wonderful. How are you, sir? I am really stoked for this. I, uh, I knew you would be. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the, I'm just ultra jazzed for this. I love this soundtrack so much, and I'm glad to finally be getting to this one, because it's been on my... Uh, been on my to-do list for a good long while, so um, let's let's dive right in. We've got a lot of work ahead of us, huh? Yeah, man. All right, Matt, hit us with some history. Donkey Kong Country was released on November 21st, 1994 for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, and it was an absolute juggernaut. Nintendo had been duking it out with Sega in the console wars, and Sega had managed to actually overtake them for a time. But when the folks at Rare decided to dust off one of Nintendo's oldest and most beloved IPs from fresh reinvention, they irreversibly turned the tide in Nintendo's favor. Donkey Kong Country was a radical departure from the arcade games its title character came from, and even the outstanding Donkey Kong 94 for the Game Boy released just a few months prior. It boasted computer-generated sprites that were the pinnacle of futuristic tech at the time, and the game's signature look combined with the Donkey Kong name and a killer marketing campaign that included an absolutely unforgettable VHS tape that was mailed out to Nintendo Power subscribers. Nintendo found one of its biggest success stories to date and created a classic platformer that's still enjoyed by players to this day. The music of Donkey Kong Country is an interesting beast. Most people credit one of my all-time favorites, David Wise, with the creation of the OST, but in reality, he only did most of the soundtrack. He was assisted by Evelyn Fisher and Robin Beanland. Evelyn Fisher worked with Rare throughout the 90s, writing the bulk of the soundtrack for the Super NES version of Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie Kong's Double Trouble, Ken Griffey Jr.'s Winning Run, and also for the Super NES, and Donkey Kong Land 3 for the Game Boy. She also did some voice work, including the voice of Tiny Kong in Donkey Kong 64 and Joanna Dark in the original Perfect Dark. Robin Beanland is another Rare composer who is still with the company today. He worked on the soundtracks for Killer Instinct 2, Conker's Bad Fur Day, Jet Force Gemini, and even the recently released Sea of Thieves. Yeah, as for David Wise, well, we've talked about him plenty on the show before, (laughs) but in case you need a refresher, he's the man responsible for the music in Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, the Wizards and Warriors series, Battletoads, and Snake Pass, just to name a few. I also follow follow him on Twitter, and he seems to be a very nice fellow. (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> he really does uh, he's he's just he's answers questions he's a nice nice dude uh, also some of wise's tracks on this soundtrack include arrangements of the original donkey kong theme which uh to my knowledge actually first appeared in the nes port and not the arcade original uh that tune was written by the legendary yukio kaneoka who wrote not only the music to the arcade version of Donkey Kong as well, but a ton of other recognizable jingles for games like the original arcade Mario Brothers, baseball and tennis for NES, and Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. So Matt, what is your history with Donkey Kong Country? So I completely remember the console wars, because that was like, man, that was that was grade school and, and high school for me, so gaming was a really big part of my life. I, I'd rush home from school and just jump on uh, forsaking homework because I effing hate homework. To this day, I hate homework, but... Me too. Um, so Donkey Kong Country, I remember getting this game. I believe I got it for 
Christmas. And um, I played the hell out of this game. I was so blown away by the, the graphics at the time. I can, to this day, I remember the rare R popping up for the very first time. And it was, you know, it had a vector-like look. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And then the graph, you know, the game kicks in. And it's such a, just a beautifully done game. I, to, personally, this is one of those games that I think if I went back and played again, it would still look just as good as it did then. It's one of the rarities in which, and no pun intended, that um, the game holds up. You know, old CG holding up is is a rarity. Yes. and I do believe this is something that's come up a lot. Is a lot of people uh, over the years have said that Donkey Kong Country doesn't hold up, uh, like uh, the, no. the visuals. They're lying, and I am certain that what they're that they're they're tainted by the Game Boy Advance release. Because the Game Boy Advance release does not hold up. Mm. The Super Nintendo game, at least to my eyes, even on playing on something new like the Super NES Classic, it still looks gorgeous to me. It's, it's, it's wonderful art direction combined with the, the great animation of, of, oh, absolutely. of the, the and, CG sprites. And you know what's funny? Um, the, I do remember that, um, that Donkey Kong Country videotape. Uh, yeah. I was a Nintendo Power subscriber, and as a kid I got it. And I think I watched it, and I was like, oh my god, what am I looking at? This is amazing. Like, I was just being so blown away by it. And then, and then I think, I, I, I'm sure, I'm almost positive that's what propelled me to ask, you know, my mom for Christmas or, you know, I was, it was 94, so I was 14. There, I wasn't working yet or making my own money, at least. And uh, I'm sure I asked my mom for it, and I got it. Uh, yeah, the, um, that VHS tape... <laughs> That VHS tape blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I, said, I got Donkey Kong 94, and I was in love with that game. And I was like, wow, they made a new Donkey Kong game. This is so cool. And then I got that VHS tape, and I wasn't a, a Nintendo Power subscriber. I don't know how I got it, but uh, I got that tape, and I, I still, you know, I'll, I'll pull it up on YouTube every now and then and watch it, because it just fills me with so much nostalgic joy. But it was... It wasn't just the visuals. It was the story behind them. It was the fact that it was Donkey Kong, because I've always been a fan of people taking old things and making them new again. And that reinvention of the Donkey Kong character and the music, the, whole, the, the music that they played. You know, Any time they started showing gameplay, I could hear all the music in the background. And I remember hearing that um, bonus room jingle for, uh, for the first time and just being so completely in love, so just completely over the moon in love with it uh then when we uh, finally got this game i had pre-ordered it and um i I, i'm I'm certain it was from a pre-order because i got this donkey kong country t-shirt when i picked up my game whoa and uh my friend adam gonzalez got one as well and the two of us would we played that game every day for the rest of uh, at least once a week for the rest of the school year and every friday we wore our donkey kong country (laughs) t-shirts I, was I gonna, loved that shirt. I was going to ask if you were wearing the Donkey Kong t-shirts while you were playing Donkey Kong. Oh, I'd, I would. <laughs> I, I, I wore that shirt to death, and I, I, got, a, I got a second one. I still have it, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I still have a very nice-conditioned Donkey Kong Country t-shirt that I adore. In fact, I should wear that, I should wear that this weekend to Garden State Comic Fest. I, I should. Oh, man. Because it's just, it's just wonderful. It's a close-up of Donkey Kong's head and a bunch of the, the green banana leaves in the background. It's freaking rad, man. Uh, now I played this game to death. I think I got it on launch day because, like I said, I think I pre-ordered it, and mm-hmm. I just I've, the the amount of love I have for this is this game is is 
unbelievable. It's one of the many reasons why the Super Nintendo is my favorite game console of all time, because this game is a, a pure classic. It really, really holds up. It's um, one of my favorite in the series, the first one. Uh, a lot of people like the second one. I adore the second one, um, but not as much as the first one. Mm-hmm. There's a, It just controls in the first one. But then Donkey Kong Country Returns for Wii was incredible. Tropical Freeze was an absolutely incredible. So uh, th- this franchise has gone a lot of directions, and I've loved almost all of them. So um, and it all started here. This was basically where Donkey Kong became a whole new franchise, and I, I love damn near everything about this game. So... Um, now that we've gone over uh, the the basics here, uh, right before we um, we actually dig into the music proper, I wanted to say that since Donkey Kong Country has so much music that we wanted to cover, um, a lot of times we'll do like a, a soundtrack that has a ton of tracks, and we'll just cut like two or three. Uh, I could not bring myself to cut a single <laughs> goddamn track out of this. I just couldn't. So um, we're breaking this episode into two parts. Uh, so if you don't hear your favorite track this week, don't worry. It will probably find its way in the second episode, which should be out in just a few weeks. So without further delay, let's get started. Yes, um, let's. We are going to kick things off with track number one, which is uh, the the Donkey Kong Country theme. Uh, this is the one of the ones that uh, is is a reinvention of the original Donkey Kong NES theme. Uh, and it starts with, uh, ugh, God, talk about a classic, a classic intro. This is right after that Rareware uh, thing that you were talking about, the, where the Rareware logo shows up in the wireframe, then goes down to the corner, says Nintendo Presents, and then you get Cranky Kong standing on the original pink girders from the arcade Donkey Kong with an old timey record player turning to crank, listening to what sounds like the NES version of the Donkey Kong Country theme. And when out of the blue, a giant boombox falls on his head and Donkey Kong comes out and does the DK dance. And then uh, uh, it just goes on from there. And it is, it is wonderful. It is, it is joy. And it is just a, uh, an absolute work of art. So without further delay, here is the theme from Donkey Kong Country by David Wise.
<laughs> the nostalgic joy. I'm giggling already. <laughs> Boy, I love this so much. Like I said before, I'm such a big fan of uh, taking old things and making them new. And the fact that they started with that that NES theme with the low fidelity coming out of the record player and then just goes into this like, it's so 90s, that beat. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I love the little monkey sound that's in the background. Like it's like ow <laughs> every couple of every couple of beats or so. It's just wonderful. Um Yeah, man. <laughs> this is such a great song. Uh it 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 hit me right in the uh, nostalgia button. I remember I remember that intro and, and thinking the same thing too, like, oh that's pretty cool. I think now as an adult though, I appreciate it a lot more. Uh Cranky Kong and you know, the on the girder and the whole nine. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely appreciate it more. Um, it's just a cool track though. Like, uh, it, you're right. It is very nineties and you know, there's, there's a lot of really cool elements to that song. I really actually to, to single out, I really like the snare. It was not mm-hmm. your atypical snare. Um, and they, they had a little... really nothing about the instrumentation. Yeah. Of the soundtrack is typical. That's true. The, this was, they even said it in the video, uh, when they were interviewing, uh, the, the, the people behind the game, that VHS tape, they said they really wanted to take things next level with the soundtrack. And they truly, truly did. This is, it's just such incredible sounds, the samples that they used, uh, to make this music sound the way that it did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, I it, there's like um it's it sounds funny and I don't want to say that there's a rap element to it I want to say that there's an urban element to it which was there definitely is yeah which if you look in the '90s like hip hop was turning into rap or I should say rap was becoming an offshoot of hip hop and that was a thing so you know banking on that a little bit like they're being a little edgy the graphics for the time were edgy so they're really pushing the boundaries of of video gaming as a whole. You know, the whole package is pushing something. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like the it was the lovable nature of Mario with a dash of Sonic the Hedgehog edginess in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's a that's a really interesting assessment. But you're right, though. You're right. Um, and yet and yet being able to create its own uh, whole everything, its own universe, it's, mm-hmm. you know, be able to stand on its own and not have someone point at and go, oh, they're ripping off or they're trying to be or, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's it's not derivative of, you know, Mario or Sonic, you know. Donkey Kong doesn't run fast and go through loops. And nope. he's also, he's he feels, the, the game itself feels so much different than a Mario platformer. You know, the levels are designed so very differently. Mm-hmm. They're so much more organic than mm-hmm. the weird floaty platforms of the just incredibly video gamey world that is Super Mario. It's... It's 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 its own animal, and I, I really appreciated that about this. It was, it's just wonderful. <laughs> no, absolutely, uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, if if you're listening to this for for the first time, you're in for a real like pleasant, uh, yeah. pleasant ride. It's a lot of great music, a lot of great music, and you know, if you're listening to this because you saw his Donkey Kong, like, hey man, you already know, so we're not trying to sell you on anything. <laughs> yeah. All right, let us let us move on to um this is uh, the next ne- next track is Simeon Segway, which is the map screen music, which is uh one of my favorite songs in the whole game actually. Uh I I love this music so much. It's some of my favorite map music in any game. It's also the first music I heard out of the game itself. Um I went into a Sears and they had this game on display 
And that was the first time I actually saw the game running and picked up a controller and it was sitting on the map screen music. And I heard this music and was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) This song is so great. It is wonderful in every conceivable way. So let us give a listen to Simeon Segway. Enjoy. All right, that was uh, Simeon Segway. Uh, Simeon Segway, <laughs> for those of us who speak English. Uh, and yeah, it's so chill. It's you know what I, I love so much about this is like this is one of the tracks where you can really hear uh, the what sounds like just an upright bass sample. Yes, uh, the bass is just so it's so perfect. The the, <laughs> the fact that this song is just so chill is is wonderful because you know this game's got some pretty intense action stages in it but every time you go back to the map it's just like yeah it's it's just great great. maybe it's its way it's the game's way of like cooling you down yeah because i i can remember being on some level of high anxiety i i'm a very chill video gamer like when i play i had a friend growing up who um for example, not to get off topic, but the final uh, portion of Met- Super Metroid where you're timed to escape the, mm-hmm. you know, destroying the planet self to self-destructing. I don't apparently I don't speak English either. Uh, <laughs> so anytime 
a timer popped up on the screen, my friend would immediately give me the controller because he eventually was diagnosed with, you know, anxiety issues and things like that. Mm. But I'm a very chill gamer, but I can remember playing some things. And once I beat it, just being like, whoa, that was holy cow. Okay. And then coming back to this music is, is definitely one of those things where you're like, all right, let's, uh, let's regroup. <laughs> Uh, so like I said before, uh, some of these tracks were done by David Wise, some were done by uh, 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 other people, and this uh, song, Simeon Segway, was done by Evelyn Fisher, which, uh, I mean, I, it's weird to me because I've always thought of this song as such a David Wise song, and it's, it's not his, which kind of melts, mar- melts my mind, but uh, anyway. <laughs> um, it's also really worth pointing out that a, what you can really hear in this soundtrack is what the instruments are supposed to be. Like a lot of times it's kind of a secret, you know, it's, it's, you listen to the Super Mario World soundtrack, for example, and it's kind of hard to tell exactly which instruments they're going for. A lot of the times they just sound like video game sounds, Yeah, um, which is fine. It's, it's actually quite wonderful. Um, but what's cool about, you know, like this, this track in particular, there's no mysteries to anything in this track. Like you can clearly hear the, the clarinet and you can clearly hear the piano. Um, it's, it's just delightful. <laughs> No, and and when you brought up that uh, stand up bass, it is it is a it's uh, you know I do live sound actually for a living, and I do have a couple of big bands that come in big bands in the the way of Frank Sinatra big bands, and I'll mm-hmm. have some stand up basses, and they definitely sound very different from electric basses and so forth and keyboard basses. So it's a it's a really good sample sound, and it's just a it's a great composition too. Just this very plodding along chill piece of music agreed it's a masterpiece (laughs) speaking of masterpieces all right here we go this is this is the song this is the donkey kong country song right here this is this is what you paid money for yeah this is this is what you got got through got you through the door uh this is this is such an incredible piece of music because um it's it's one of those things that you'll rarely actually hear the whole thing in the game unless you just sit there and listen to it it's true uh this is a weird song too um uh, because it it just goes through this complete change halfway through, where it becomes this relatively dour song, um, <laughs> yeah. which is it's, has always struck me as odd. I've never been the hugest fan of that part of the song. In fact, my favorite iteration of this is uh, Grant Kirkhope's version from Donkey Kong sixty four, which is also my least favorite Donkey Kong uh, modern Donkey Kong game. But their version of the the DK Island swing in there is my favorite because he just adds this second half of it, completely skips the the sad part as it were and just uh <laughs> basically resolves the um the 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 primary theme in this but maybe he felt the exact same way you did he may have but uh either way, no matter how you slice it this is really an incredible piece here because uh just just from the the very uh, the iconic drums by this point you know when they they came out they weren't iconic yet but they are now uh mm-hmm. they are so ingrained in Donkey Kong without in Nintendo history at this point but um Really, this theme, the way that it builds and the way this song works is incredible. So uh, let's give a listen to DK Island Swing by David Wise. Enjoy.
So that was DK Island Swing, and uh, wow, right? <laughs> you know, uh, it's funny. We were just, uh, I mean, yes, of course, absolutely wow. Uh, but we were talking going in, saying that quote-unquote dour part was like, mm. I kind of really like that part, having never really heard it before, because you're right, like, that. everybody knows that song, but you don't really make it to that uh section. yeah the levels just aren't long enough especially if you hit the bonus levels because then the, the music starts over yeah again it restarts back. um <clears throat> i like it it's it's definitely out of place and i feel like maybe um it could have served somewhere else better but i really i dig that part there's something very atmospheric about it the drums of course um kind of being the focal point really yeah, it you're I agree with you that it is a it is a good piece. Um it just like you said it, it kind of doesn't fit um with what you're doing in the game. Uh especially as this as the back half of DK Island Swing, you know, it's not very swingy, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it it just it's it's like a totally different song. But it is neat how it loops back into the drums um in the beginning uh with the exception of the fact that the drums when the song starts are just so incredible the way that it slowly builds mm -hmm. and it includes and this is something that david weiss did a lot more of in dunk gun country 2 is the way that it incorporates jungle sounds into the music you know you hear all the like the, the bugs and the birds and stuff yes in the background and they're just part of the background track uh they're 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 part of the music track itself, and the, those things slowly fade out to make way for the music as it keeps getting uh, more and more clean. Um, it's really just incredible. Uh, <laughs> it's really just just an incredible piece of music. Um, really, really, the drums more than anything, uh, and really kind of kind of grabbed me about this track. But the the melody, you know, the the main, you know. Even the way like it builds up right before that, like you 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 started with this very tribal jungle thing, and then the drums start picking up, and just in case you weren't sure you were about to hear something jazzy, that little piano, it's so perfect. It's such a such a gorgeous flourish. It's it's just wonderful, no, just wonderful. Absolutely, uh, the iconic drums, like you said in the intro, you mm. know everything that uh, I guess the franchise from this point on is is built off of essentially this track and everything that it lays down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's very <laughs> much if with the exception of the actual DK theme from the NES Donkey Kong, yeah. uh, that, that gets reused. This is kind of the other iconic piece of Donkey Kong music. Uh, and it's, and it's great. But speaking of that original theme, here we go to uh cranky's theme, which is our next track of the evening. What's neat about this is that, um, at least the mythology that I understood it at the time, I know it's been kind of like weirded out over the years, um, but at least the mythology as I understood it when this game launched uh, was the way I think it was written in Nintendo Power in the first place, was that Cranky Kong... Oh, this is one thing that's indisputable. Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong. Correct. So the Donkey Kong that you are playing as is not the Donkey Kong that was from... Uh, the original arcade uh, version of Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., and Donkey Kong 3. Totally different dude. Um, <laughs> so, and now, the, the identity of Donkey Kong himself is, kind of, is in question. Originally, it was assumed that this was uh, Donkey Kong Jr. all grown up. But there's also been, uh, it's been referred to that Cranky is this character, this Donkey Kong's grandfather. So this is Donkey Kong the third, I guess. I don't know. Right. The whole thing's weird, and honestly, it doesn't matter. Um, Semi-incestuous. Cranky Kong is just the coolest, the coolest thing in the world, uh, especially for me as somebody who was already 
in so deeply ingrained into you know nostalgic Nintendo lore. When you get when you talk to Cranky Kong and he starts taking jabs at you for like, man, when I back in my day we only had three frames of animation. Yep. <laughs> we 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 could do this stuff in half these colors. Yep. Or, or, or quarter of these colors and you're you're if this game didn't have good graphics you would be nowhere and <laughs> I, I just love it i love it so much and the music for cranky's cabin that you go to is this other wonderful reimagining of the original donkey kong theme and it's uh, it's joyous it's wonderful it's pure nintendo magic uh and it's pure david wise um so here is cranky's theme from donkey kong country enjoy I can't listen to this song without hearing the the squeak of Cranky's uh rocking chair. <laughs> oh, I totally forgot about that. You're right. <laughs> he's uh, rocking back and forth, and he's swinging his. And it's funny because there, if you, you have to go there as Donkey Kong, because if you go there as Diddy Kong, Diddy doesn't have an animation for it. But Donkey Kong has this animation where Cranky takes out his cane, he just starts beating him over the head, and Donkey Kong ducks down and covers his head with his hands. Uh Oh man, this is this is this is so great because the thing about the Cranky's Cabin stuff is it's just it's pure world building. Like he gives you these these BS little hints that are like they're almost hints, but you you know you're getting stuff better than that from Nintendo Power. What's great about this is it's just there. It's just world building. It's just you're looking at all the details around his cabin and all the the things he's got hanging up and the like oh, there's a big Nintendo sign or something in the background I I can't even remember all of it I know his in the second game you go into his house and he's got like a killer instinct arcade machine or something <laughs> like that but uh man oh man this this was one of my it was just one of my favorite things about this was anytime you get the cranky's cap and just cracking it up and listen to this music and this was this was one of the first soundtracks that I recorded myself I did this um I had my Super Nintendo hooked up through AV cables, and I had a um, a uh, 
Oh boy, what did I what did I use? Oh no, this was before I figured that trick out. Mm. I um I actually I I did uh the first time I recorded this soundtrack for myself to listen to, I had a a little tiny um little tiny uh, uh stereo, like just a, just a small one about like, you know, a foot wide or or something. I had a microphone built in. I went to my uh, next door neighbor James's house and we would play the game and then pause it real quick as soon as the level starts and we'd try to pause it in rhythm to the music. Because uh, the pause sound would, you know, always happen no matter what, and then we just sit there in silence and record this music through the microphone, and then I, you know, listen to it on my cassette tapes on my Walkman all the time. I eventually figured out that I could take the uh, the AV cables from the back of my Super Nintendo, and mm-hmm. um, I did some simple wire splicing and plugged them into a, uh, a other recording device that my dad had that, of like this old stereo. Like he showed me how to kind of like solder the wires together and whatnot, just kind of take the things apart and wrap them together and have the right ends. And I plugged in the, uh, the sound, uh, just the two sound cables into this old stereo and uh, uh, made it work and recorded it directly off the Super Nintendo. And that was the best. <laughs> but uh <laughs> oh boy i weird segue cranky's theme not at Great all song. man not at all i mean i i talked about i think when we did the spooky special i talked about doom and stuff and how i mm-hmm. uh the nintendo power had the the step-by-step of how to get your av out or get the audio out of your your super nintendo and into uh something with aux cables and that's mm-hmm. how i was running my thing too i mean don't get me wrong the music a lot of this music's fantastic but i think back then i wasn't interested in it and i'm sure if you saw my setup, you'd be like, how could you not be recording this stuff? It was so simple because all I had to do was, you know, hit play record on on tape deck two. You know, I had a I had a decent stereo back. I think I still have it, actually. Now that I think about it's it. all I wanted to listen to. And obviously <laughs> I listened to like popular music and stuff, too. But yeah. really, all I wanted to listen to was away from my head and was video game music. And it wasn't until so much later when you could actually get this stuff. Like yeah. there was the DK Jam CD which I really wanted to get my hands on, but I just, my, my mom would never let me order it. So, <laughs> so I just recorded my own and I did that for all sorts of stuff. And I'd go to school and, you know, even when, you know, we were burning CDs and whatnot before MP3s were a thing. Like I'd be, I remember very specifically sitting, uh, sitting backstage cause I was a drama geek and I had my headphones on on my disc man. And I was listening to, um, a CD that had uh, music from Chrono Trigger, Donkey Kong country mm. and Castlevania Dracula X. And, uh, uh, I just remember somebody coming up to me and asked what I was listening to. I was like, Castlevania. They're like, what's that? And I let them listen to him. And they're like, is this video game music? I was like, yeah. They're like, okay. <laughs> they walked away. I was like, and, whatever, man. This, and, is, this is all I want. <laughs> and nobody touched me below my belt for three more years. <laughs> <laughs> At least. <laughs> I'm all kidding. right. I'm... Let's move on. Uh, did you have it? Sorry. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to, to Cranky's theme? There? No, no. It's, it's a fantastic piece. And like, um, you know, the whole Donkey Kong Country, um, if you've never played it before and you just see, like, cover art and stuff, you you immediately get the jungle theme and stuff. And I think this music is the perfect representation of, I think, what, you're, what your brain might be interpreting from the cover of the game. It's a fantastic theme. It's, it's, it's so sonically just beautiful um, as far as music is concerned. It's just a great track. Uh, Oh my god, excuse me. And that's all I really have to add to it. I mean, I can't I can't say anything more than you've, you know, you almost say everything I need to say. So, this is a great podcast for me. <laughs> <laughs> you do all my talking for me. I I do my very best. <laughs> well, you succeed. 
All right, so the next song we're going to listen to this evening is Cave Dweller Concert. And this one is especially interesting because I didn't notice that there was a whole chunk of this song that I never heard until years later. Um, this is the cave music, which is very, very much very ambient. You know, it's, it's a bunch of cave sounds. There's a little bit of something going on there. It's not a bad tune by any stretch of the imagination, um, but there doesn't seem to be a lot to it. But if you leave it alone long enough, you get to this just beautiful string piece that kind of comes out of nowhere that I never even knew was there because you're never in the cave music, like the caves long enough for this song to just come up unless you're, you know, not getting any bonus levels or anything. Mm. So, uh, without further ado, let's give a listen to Cave Dweller Concert.
That was the Cave Dweller concert. Had, have you ever heard that whole thing before? <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, you know, as a, as a kid playing the game, um, I don't think I appreciated a lot of it um, going in. And again, I said earlier, you know, I think as an adult, I appreciated a lot more. But, you know, you, you barrel through some of these levels. Again, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> I'm going to see how many I can sneak in there. Uh, <laughs> you, you tear through these levels and... You know, like you said, you hit these bonus levels and the um, the instinct of the game is to, or the programming of the game rather, is to start the music all over again. So you may only get the first 30 seconds, 40 seconds, and you never get to these gorgeous pieces, which that is absolutely fantastic. The 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 fact that they call it the Cave Dweller Concert is kind of like uh, cheeky in a way. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you say atmospheric going into it. And yes, it is atmospheric, water dropping, water droplets dropping and echoing and, you know, perhaps a little percussiveness from knocking into rocks or stuff. But it actually has a very um, structured performance to it. Um, you know, modern games nowadays, redundant, uh, are very atmospheric. You know, music is almost, uh, I, you know, I've said this before, they become soundtracks, but um, they almost fade into the background. Some of them are forgettable or they're too intricate, these these 
beautiful pieces written for games like Destiny and stuff are gorgeous, but you can't hum it to someone. You know, like a piece like this, though, is it takes the idea of atmospheric and plays with it, but knowing full well that you can make music and and it Mm -hmm. makes this dynamic track that goes places. And then, of course, as we're we're gushing over this secondary, this almost second part to without almost no game gamer is heard only Mm -hmm. only unless you've gone back or you sat still to to really enjoy the music. Yeah, it's a fantastic piece, man. Yeah, I I really love just how it it just keeps going. It just keeps going to like these little weird places and adding just like one more little neat uh melody for you for you to chill out with. And then like when you get to that last bit at the end, that just that last really just it's it's so gorgeous and then it goes right back to what you hear and I just always kind of assumed that's all this was was just the the do 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 mm-hmm. do do like I just assumed that's all this song was because it almost seems like it's going to loop back to that any minute. And the fact that it's so darn long before it even gets to that other part is 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 crazy. It's just such a neat little hidden thing, really. I mean, that to even have some of your the the, the basic part of your song so hidden is nuts to me. And that's uh, great. It's a great piece. Great piece. <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> to touch on what you just said. It's like. Why that part's so good? Why would you? <laughs> why would you potentially have it missed by by the fans? That's it's a good point. I guess it's just there for the fans. Like if you really want to listen to this music, you're going to get rewarded for it, uh, and that's a and that's a very cool thing. Yeah, I guess. I mean, you know what? If you missed out before, we're here doing the hard work, so you don't have to. That's right. It's a service. <laughs> so. I believe a thank you is in order, and I'm just going to assume you said it right there, and I'm going to say, you're welcome. Good, good call. <laughs> okay, this next track is, I, I, you know what, I gotta say, of all the tracks we'll, we'll be listening to tonight, this is my favorite. Um, this is one of my favorite pieces of video game music uh, ever. It's, it's, it's damn near perfect bold, in just about bold every claim. Way. It really is, because there's not a lot to it. It's pretty straightforward, but it's one of the first pieces of music I heard from this game, uh, from that uh, that VHS tape, and it is the instrumentation of this is every single time I hear this, it hits, it just pulls at my heart because it's it's so wonderful, it's so exactly right. Um, I will listen to it and then I'll gush gush about it afterwards. Uh, <laughs> This is Bonus Room Blitz from Donkey Kong Country, again by David Wise. Thank you. 
it's like it's a percussive pan flute. I, I, it's <laughs> this song has been redone and recreated uh, uh, time and time again uh, in the in the franchise, and it's been done well, but nothing, nothing has ach- has achieved the same feeling that this song, this particular version of this song, gives off. It's you know what this is. It is the the innocence of a first iteration. You know what I mean. Um, let me let me let me expand on that a little bit. You think of um, you know the the first time the first iteration of a long running franchise or something like that. You think of the first time uh, Koji Kondo's Legend of Zelda theme or the Super Mario Brothers theme or the Green Hill Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog before things get complicated. This is one of those kinds of songs that is is just so timelessly classic in that it is it is so simple and so effective and so just there's there is not a lot crammed into it because everything every piece of it works so flawlessly together from the 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 instrument choices to that weird little (laughs) that, that weird bit at the end and like even if i don't care for that those couple of seconds the the how much i love the beginning part of it just the way that the little call and answer the way it goes up and then goes right back down uh the the way the bass complements the main melody so incredibly well it's one of my favorite pieces of video game music i've ever heard it's it brings me joy every single time i hear it it makes me always want to find bonus rooms in um in donkey kong country and Really, it's. I always think back to uh, the first time I heard it was in the VHS tape there at. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the first time you hear it. Is uh, they're they're no, nah, they they must have shown it before then. But they, you kind of hear it in the background because they're using a debug version of the game mm. where they keep playing that bonus room over and over again, and it just immediately loads right back to the beginning of that song. And it's it's just a a, a cool little bit to listen out for if you ever listen to that uh, ever listen to that VHS tape. It's like you said going into this it's it's so simple and sometimes less is more um it's a fantastic track and you know when when games were like this and in every level had its own sound uh track and every um uh I don't know how to call it I guess every uh you know you got the jungle you got your ocean so there's jungle music there's ocean music now this bonus music, I think every I think of bonus music, this is probably tops. It's it's so simple and yet fits the theme. If I heard it completely detached from from what we're doing right now, I'd say, ah, it sounds very like Donkey Kong ish or so you know, and I'd be right on. It they're doing you know, David and company did exactly what was necessary. They they landed all these tracks like and, and they sit so perfectly. And this is no exception. Couldn't agree more. Um, it's just wonderful. I'm not saying that it is the objectively best song. I'm <laughs> saying it is my favorite song. <laughs> Opinion and fact are two different things. Yeah. Don't tell. Don't tell me I never told you anything important. Now, this next one, a lot of people might consider the uh, objectively best piece of music uh, in this in this chunk here that we're about to listen to. It's it is one of the more revered tracks, and it is. Uh, one of the first ones they showed off when they were talking about how they wanted to take the um, soundtrack to the next level. Uh, this is an amazing, amazingly gorgeous piece of music here. Uh, we are, of course, talking about Aquatic Ambience from uh, Donkey Kong Country. This is, again, by David Wise. Uh, and let's go ahead and listen to the heck out of this one, huh? <laughs> here we go. Here we go. 
I'm with you on that one. It's it's so silky smooth. It is, and it's uh, this has probably one of the best loops. I think just the the looping point is so is so smart in this one because it's not you know it it's it loops back to after its intro part that does not follow the uh, a very specific rhythm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's got that really big long kind of break after the first like chunk of um uh, uh, chunk of the song plays uh, before it falls into its rhythm. This is so. It's just so incredible. I mean, when you think about the, the just the the complexity of this, 
as far as like, you know, the, the timing is all weird in the beginning and, and it's, it's just this gorgeous stringy ambient piece. And like, you didn't hear a lot of this kind of stuff out of the super Nintendo, you know, like typically speaking, especially out of a platformer, you're expecting catchy, you're expecting catchy music. You're expecting a hook. That's, that's something that's going to get, you know, stuck in your head like an earworm. And this is just, here's just this, this gorgeous, gorgeous piece of music. Like enjoy. Holy crap, man. What a great track. No, absolutely. Um, I don't, there's a handful of these tracks I remember and then a hand a handful I don't. And this is one of the ones that I don't really remember. I tend to groan out loud when uh when an aquatic stage comes along. If I have to swim through water or something, I already know it's gonna be a huge pain in my ass as a gamer. Um so maybe I block this out, but this is a, just a again, a beautiful track and it 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 washes over me, no pun intended. That's three. <laughs> Uh, like, uh, Pun very much intended, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Got me. Um, can't prove it though. Uh, like, uh, it, it feels like velvet. It's just this smooth flowing track. There you go again. And, um, I love it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to agree. I think so far of everything we've listened to, this might be my favorite track. Now, granted we have a few more to go, but I'm going to venture to say that it might end up being my overall favorite track from tonight's episode. I would not be surprised. Um, it is it is up there for me. I mean, it's it's just so good. It's 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 an amazing piece, and uh, not not to go too far off base, mm-hmm. but um, in Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, there is a song in a water level mm-hmm. that combines this with uh, Lockjaw's. I can't remember the name of the track, but um, uh, another song from Donkey Kong Country Two mm-hmm. in. Just one of the most incredible pieces of music I've ever heard. Uh, David Wise mashing up two of his songs from two different Donkey Kong Country games in an incredibly gorgeous and intense piece of music. Uh, boy, when we do the Tropical Freeze soundtrack on here, it's going to be a hell of a time. Um, I'm itching to share that song with you. But anyway, let's let's get back to this. Let's <laughs> let's 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 rein it back in. Uh okay, we're gonna be to this this next track here is the only other track by Evelyn Fisher uh tonight. The uh next week we're gonna hear a lot more from Evelyn and uh the one track from uh, Robin Beanland as well. Um this was a much more David Wise centric half of the half of the uh Donkey Kong Country Pantheon, but this is Candy's love song. Um Candy Kong was always uh the <laughs> this was she was the 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 weakest link in the Donkey Kong country pool. Um it's, it just this is an absurd looking character. This is uh this is uh um a, a monkey with like blonde hair and eyelashes and like a pink bathing suit. I don't know what to make of Candy Kong, but she is, she is not a very well put together character design. Uh, but she was the save point in the game. She is Donkey Kong's love interest. Uh, they've event they've changed her design a lot over the years. Yes. Thank God. Uh, she's still like you know a monkey with lipstick and a blonde wig, but <laughs> at the end of the day, she's. A little bit more fleshed out than whatever this abomination was. If if I may just interject for one moment, uh, while you were describing her, I was uh, I was having this image, and I'm like, is that the character? So I popped onto our everyone's favorite uh, Google, and I typed in Candy Kong, 
and then I clicked on images. And if you want a really good laugh and maybe some disturbing, you know, fan art, <laughs> please by all means do that because there's some, there's some, yeah, <laughs> there's some, there's some stuff out there. Uh, yeah, the Candy Kong is definitely the uh, yeah. The internet had its way with Candy Kong. Yeah, for better or worse. And, like, it's kind of hard to tell what of this is fanfic and what isn't. <laughs> because, uh... Yeah. A lot of it, like, I just Google image search here, like, a lot of this is actually real. Yep. And terrifying. Uh, well, ugh. well, Candy Kong in the, uh, the V-suit from Metroid, you know. <laughs> Let's, uh, all right. Anyway, we're, we're good lord. All right, yeah. Let's let's listen to <laughs> Sorry, um, guys. Candy's love song by uh, Evelyn Fisher. Uh, a pretty decent song. Here we go. Enjoy. Candy's love song. It sure was. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's got some. There's there's things about it that I like. This is probably my least favorite track of uh, of of what we're listening to tonight. But mm-hmm. it, there's there's pieces of it that I really dig. No, like, I, I like the. I jokingly introed it that way, but go ahead. <laughs> I really like the um the the bit towards the end where it gets particularly jazzy. Yeah. Um, and it kind of does that neat little loop around thing to kind of end each little uh, phrase of it where it does doom 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 doom. I, I that's just it's really slick. It's 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 got some really slick stuff in it. I uh, there's there's pieces of the uh, instrumentation I don't particularly love. Mm-hmm. Like really it's 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 the back half of the song that I like a lot because the 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 front half is 
is far less interesting to me. Um, yes, I can, I can definitely agree with that. There, the instrumentation, there's like a, I don't know, I feel maybe that uh, that horn is a little pitchy and out of place. Yeah, yeah, I can back that. I, I, I would agree with that. Mm. But you know, once you get past that and you get to that kind of jazzy part towards the end, I really dig that. I, I, I do. Yes. It's just the um that kind of I don't know, something about the the way the bass is kind of like a it just doesn't it just doesn't rub in the right way. It doesn't doesn't really connect the way the other stuff does. And no it's, sir, it's, I don't like it. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing considering that, you know, one of my favorite things ever was was Simeon Segway, which was uh, you know, the map screen music again by Evelyn Fisher. And uh this one I think is just a, a a much much weaker piece of music, even though it does have some some strong bits to it. Uh, it is just overall a much more a much weaker piece of music. Yeah, you know, sometimes you uh, you hit the mark, and sometimes you don't. I mean, really, if they gave her Candy Kong and said make some music for this, like I couldn't have done better. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. We're over here tearing it down, and it's like, will you do better? Like, oh no, no, I'll pass. Thank you. <laughs> no, like, I mean, really, g- given what she probably had to work with, yeah. I, I can't imagine that's not a very inspiring character to look at. No, you know, there's levels of uh, the urbanness again, I feel. And looking at her character design, I wonder, uh, you know, maybe it's because I've grown up in the hood, you know, in the 80s when crack was a thing. And, you know, I, <laughs> I, see, the, I see the watermarks on the walls, but part of me wants to say, not going to lie, she looks a little like a crack whore. Just putting it out there. She kind of does. She, uh... Sorry, not sorry. Question She's mark. definitely got the the heavy makeup on. Uh, this is a terrible character. It, it really is. I, I think we've turned that corner, and uh, yeah. there's no redeeming social value or qualities about her. It is also kind of hilarious that when you look at the um, like, there's a, a you know official artwork that has all the character models lined yes. up. Candy Kong is twice as tall as everyone else. <laughs> really, she towers over everybody else. Even if Donkey Kong was standing up straight, she'd still have a good, like, two feet on him. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't know what she is supposed to be. Or what what they were going for. Yeah, Yeah. uh, but it's... uh, Anyway. (laughs) Moving on. uh, This will be the the, the last song that we listen to up front tonight. Uh, And I think it's a pretty good good one to more or less end on. uh, And that is the uh, the Bad Boss Boogie. I love boss music, especially good boss music, and this uh, yes. definitely fits in the category of good boss music, um, because the bosses in the bosses in Donkey Kong Country are uh, a combination of awesome and really weak. Um, because <laughs> I remember, I love the the stages where you fight the bosses. They're just these giant rooms filled with bananas, and even though the bosses are just basically larger versions of the regular characters, like the Naughty Beaver and Necky and the weird barrel you fight towards the end. Yeah. They're, they're kind of weak, but they're also kind of cool. Like the, the, the queen bee, the, the big zinger that you fight. Like, I just love being Donkey Kong and throwing a barrel at that thing and watching it fall back is so awesome. But like, you know, naughty beaver isn't exactly terrifying. No, (sighs) I don't know. Um, the, the, the bosses in this game are definitely mixed bag, but this boss music is totally badass. So let's give it a listen. Here is bad boss boogie.
so that's another piece of music that uh, I, w- I would think probably a lot of people have never really heard the whole thing. Mm. Um, just because it's it's longer than you'd think it is, but it's also so much more interesting once you really listen to it. Again, the um, nature of level design and the nature of the beast is you pass through, you know, you beat the boss quickly and you move on, so you never get mm-hmm. to it. And what's awesome about this particular piece of music, and it reminds me a lot of my favorite boss music of all time, which is the boss music from uh, Rocket Knight Adventures on Sega Genesis, is that it does this bit where it does not follow a straightforward rhythm. Mm-hmm. It totally throws you off. Like it's and it's it's completely subversive. Like you just you don't even realize it when you're playing the game that the music itself is adding to the intensity, not just by being an intense piece of music, but by also not being something that you can bob your head to. Like you get in there and it's it immediately starts off with this like really driving beat, like, all right, all right, I got this, but it will throw your rhythm off mm-hmm. immediately so that even if you're subconsciously bobbing your head, you're now not bobbing your head to the rhythm anymore. And you're just like, wait a second. What? what wait, what? Ah, boss. Got to fight the boss. What? <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It just it, it does a great job of keeping you on your toes. I think uh, I think before you even realize it, you're all disoriented, too. Like mm-hmm. by the time you realize you're disoriented, it's it's too late. But I mean, you know, taking the, dis- the disorientation factor away, uh, just the baseline to this is is so it's so driving. It's so it's 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 a very very good 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 driving piece of music. Like it's it's got that very very good intensity. Like exactly what you want out of boss music. Uh, just just brilliant. Yeah, I always bring that uh, aspect of boss music up. Um, you know, you you play through these levels, you get this great music, and then you come to this part. And uh, you know, what better way than to exacerbate your anxiety than have the music do something very similar to what you just heard the dum 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 builds up your anticipation builds up your just just everything and now you got to fight a boss i did a i or rather i do agree with you on on how hit or miss and shoddy some of the the bosses are but uh you know regardless we got some we still got some really great music out of it <laughs> oh definitely and some of those boss battles are in fact Pretty intense and pretty cool. Uh, like I, there, Neki in particular, like was always kind of cool because it, even though you only saw his head, I'm just a, you could imagine just the giant bird floating there spitting nuts at you, which is really strange. But <laughs> it's uh, really strange when you say it out loud. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I love this. I love this tune. It's a great, great piece of boss music, and I I love me some. I love me some good boss music. Hell so. yeah, I'm in that same boat too, man. Happy this fits into happy this fits into that pantheon. So, um, all right, everybody, uh, that's going to be our show. Join us next time when we'll be bringing you part two of our Donkey Kong Country journey, including Robin Beanland's track and the bulk of Evelyn Fisher's contributions, as well as some of the coolest final boss music you'll ever hear. Yes. Yes. As always, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of the the games that we discuss on their show, including Donkey Kong Country. So if uh, you would like to do so, you can do it on our Waveback Facebook page. Just search for Waveback on Facebook and you'll find out more information about our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can also still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, check out all of our social media channels, which you should totally like and follow and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. So, uh, what we're playing you out to tonight is, uh, usually we play you out to, you know, like ending music, but we're only halfway through this thing. Mm-hmm. So 
we're going to play you out to uh, a really, really great track called Minecart Madness. Um, Matt and I just listened to it on our own yes, here. Yes, we did. Um, so we had a little bit of time to discuss it before you listen to it instead of afterwards. And uh, boy, what a, what a, this, this is such a cool song. Uh, and, and the minecart levels were such a big part of Donkey Kong Country's personality, you know? They like, really were. They're very, very iconic. They really are. And uh, I, I love how they've continued that trend in the, in the newer games as well. Um, but they were such a, such a cool little thing. Like the, the diversity of the, the levels uh, was really one of the, the game's strong suits, and the minecart levels were among the best uh, the game had to offer. They're so cool. And this music is really, really perfect for it. It's, um, it's, 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 it's kind of a waltz, you know? It's, it's in 3-4 time, and um, it's, uh, it's very intense. It's very adventurous. Uh, and it also has the distinction of being, at least to my memory, one of the only songs that kind of reprises something from uh the dk island swing uh it's got this very minor version like minor key version of the theme from the dk island swing uh playing through towards the end of it before it loops and ooh ooh it's good it's really good <laughs> it's a really great track um understated i think in in a lot of respects the uh when the melody comes in with that synthesized horns it's it's yeah. really good i also think i just hummed the theme to Three's Company, but that's irrelevant at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but when that piece comes in, it it I think it really pulls it all together nicely. And then again, if you played the game before, you're familiar with the minds, and uh, it that, and you're not listening to the music because you're concentrating so hard on oh not dying. God, these yeah. stages were tough, Re- unrelenting at at just the platforming, you know. Um. <laughs> yeah oh oh man i i think i'm actually having uh ptsd as i'm thinking about this because <laughs> this music is is conjuring some stuff um yeah i totally see the minds and and just how things were laid out it's it's such a fantastic track this is something this is a track that i definitely go back um and listen to a couple more times there's always one in every episode that stands out and i, I always say the same thing like i would listen to this again and again and this is the one well, it's a darn good song, and we're happy to leave it with you tonight. Uh, and when we pick back up in a couple of weeks, so we'll be hitting up, uh, boy, some man. There's so much more good music on this soundtrack. It is absolutely absurd how much there's like there's really no bad songs in this entire uh, in this entire game. It's really no quite even incredible. even when we kind of uh, poo pooed, you know, Candy Kong's theme. I mean, it still fits the pantheon of the music, and it's just. It's still good stuff, yeah. even if Candy Kong is a crap character. <laughs> you know, that's uh, not her fault. Good. She's not bad. She's just drawn that way. She's just drawn that way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, we're Like I said before, we're going to leave you with Minecart Madness. Enjoy. We'll see you in a couple of weeks for the rest of the Donkey Kong Country soundtrack. Thank you very much again for listening, and good night. <laughs>